like a hobo by the railroad track Drifting again like an old tumbleweed Riding the wind with the dandelion seeds Someday I'll land, but I don't know when Till then I'm drifting again Bobby Jean Bell sitting in for our host Gary. Not really sitting in. He's he's with us, just having a little bit of a technical challenge. I'm sure he's going to join us in a few moments. And um, and our special guest today is award-winning, multi-talented, entrepreneurial Mary Kay Holt. Mary Kay, are you with us? Okay. I'm here. Um, there she is. Yes. <laughs> Good afternoon, Mary Kay, direct from Nashville. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am awesome. <laughs> I feel like we're suddenly, you know, uh, sisters on the air. <laughs> I know we are. It's you and me, babe. I know. You and Mary is trying to get his uh, <laughs> his birthday surprise. Is that he's having technical glitches and. He's working on those, so. <laughs> well, you know, I was gonna, I was going to say to him in our sort of opening banter that about a week ago, I also had a birthday, and the strangest thing happened, Mary Kay. I, I went to bed a few minutes before midnight, and when I got up the next day, I was a year older. How does, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh. 
so I, know. I think that must be happening with our with our friend Gary right now. Um, let's be. see. Should we just go ahead? He told us to call out the music and he'd spin it. So let's take a listen to Fringe, Gary. And rising up your bow Turn the soundboard on righty And turn the light way down low These are hard, hard times And folks are coming head and night Let it go, let it go So dance all still In 1910 These pine wood planks Have seen a whole lot of dancing since then Been through two world wars, years of drought and the Great Depression. So put your best boots on and we'll play your song. We've been through hard times before, we can do it again. Come on down and shake some friends. Move a little closer, take it on back. Jimmy at the special, those cowboys wear fast. Texas twirl, to that pretty little girl, hold on honey, we'll dance till the sun comes up again, that bass is thumping, this joint is jumping, folks from town and the county all around, every walk of life and every station, we've got bills to pay, but baby not today, this is a Saturday night. Salvation. So put your best boots on and we'll play a song. Cause when your life comes unhinged, you can come on down and shake some bridge. Move a little closer. Take it on back. Shimmy at the touch. show those cowboys where it's at. Give the Texas twirl.
Welcome back to the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Radio Network. If you're just joining us, I'm the co-host, Bobby Jean Bell, and that was Fringe, one of my favorites, written and performed by today's guest, Mary Kay Holt, from her album, Take Me Back to Texas. Today, September 1st, is a special day here on Campfire Cafe, as it is our host, Gary Holt's birthday. Happy birthday, Gary! (laughs) What better way to celebrate his birthday than to share this hour with you, our worldwide listeners, and his wife, the multi-talented and award-winning singer-songwriter Mary Kay. I like to say that Mary Kay has a voice that just grabs your heart and won't let go. She is at ease with beautiful three-octave vocals and amazing musical dexterity as she sings both well-loved classics along with award-winning originals. We're going to have fun today. Gary always pulls a terrific set list. This one is some of his favorite Mary Kay Holt songs, and we'll hear some of their backstories. So let's not delay another moment. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, the curator of Nash West Threads, an exciting eBay store you must visit, and host of the new weekly entertainment broadcast, Nash West Live. The talented and accomplished, and I'd like to say my friend, Mary Kay Holt. Mary Kay, are you with us? I am. Thank you for that lovely introduction. That was so so thoughtful. Thank you. Well, you know, you've been with us a number of times over the years, and you also were part of the concert series that my husband Jim and I did. So I've I've introduced you many times, and it's always a little challenge, Mary Kay, to say something that I haven't said before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you were with us. It was nice to to feel the evolution a little bit in your introduction. You know, with with where. (laughs) With living in Nashville now and my life with Gary, so um, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, Bobby, for not just reading my well, sure. uh, website. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I have to. It's always a good place to start, but we have to put our own twist, especially when we know the guest. You know, when you when you know the guest, it's fun to be able yeah. to kind of go off off the, the the normal text. You know, I was remembering you were with us just about a year ago. Um, September 16th or 19th, 2021. And I think back over this past year, you've had a lot of really wonderful, interesting things going on in this last year. Why don't you tell us, let's see, first, let's let's talk about Nash West Threads. It's a great website. Let's promote that for you. You're an Thank entrepreneur. You. Tell Thank us about you. Nash West. Yeah. Well, moving upon moving to Nashville from a very small community, um, Gary and I just, um, Gary is used to, you know, more, he lived on the farm before we lived here, but um, this is a whole new experience for me. And I've raised my big family with really a, a skill that I didn't realize was a skill. And that skill is um, being able to, to, to find good quality clothing for my family and also being able to alter it and mend it. And I have a love of clothing. I have a love of fashion. I have a love for, you know, helping people find the perfect piece. And so I put all that 
to youth to start a business here in Nashville called Nash West Threads. And each item that's in my store is hand-picked, curated curated by me. Um, A lot of 100% silk items, um, real wool, vintage vintage pieces. Um, You know, because of my experience, um, in the West and traveling, and I, I feel like it's given me a good feel for what people are looking for, combining Western aesthetic with with kind of the Nashville bling. So mm-hmm. it's been so much fun. I love it. So one of my customers um, emailed me and she said, "Don't ever stop doing this. I just love <laughs> I love seeing what you post." And it's always so interesting and different. So I list about five new items a day because I'm selling so much. And um, mm-hmm. it's just so fun. So visit me at Nash West Threads. It is a store on eBay that helps me keep, you know, they just help me keep track of of all the orders. Oh, sure. And, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your photographs are wonderful. It looks like you... Um, mostly have one mannequin for the women's clothing that you like to use is sort of a vintage looking mannequin, like a, like a tailor's or a dressmaker's mannequin. Yes. Really nice. And um, you're able to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to hear the story behind that mannequin. Okay. So I want to hear it. So Gary's (laughs) Gary's family farm, the Holt family farm. um, It was sold just this time last year, about this time last year, and they had an old barn, and uh, nobody wanted to go out there, but you know me, Bobby. You would have been with me. Sure. I know it. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I went out into the old barn, and H.I. Uh, um, Holt was Gary's father, and he had, a, uh, he had um, five and dime stores, yeah. and yeah. so that mannequin was in that barn. It dragged it out and cleaned it off. So that mannequin is from H.I. Holt's store. That's so and cool. And I think that's pretty, well, they're, pretty cool. Yeah, and you're able to, uh, I don't quite know how, how you, and it's maybe a secret you don't need to share, but for our listeners, go and look at this website because her photographs um, on the mannequin, she gets movement in these garments even though they're static. Um, if there's, she's able to make the sleeve look like somebody's walking away with it on, um, you're able to get a lot of movement. I think that's a real skill. Um, having taken pictures of clothing on mannequins myself for a long time, that was a skill I never, I never achieved that. Um, but your photographs are lovely and the clothing just looks well, uh, not well loved meaning it's 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 um it looks really like it's never been worn even if it's yeah. an older piece some of it yeah some of it is yeah. very yeah some of it is brand new most of it are pieces and i always wonder the history behind them but yeah mm-hmm. some some fun stuff mhm um, let's get to, uh, I want to talk about this CD, Take Me Back to Texas, um, Fringe, we played from that CD and, um, or album, I should be saying album, because we know CDs are, um, some of us in our archives, that's what we have, but I'm trying to 
replace the word CD with the album. Yeah. Um, that album, Take Me Back to Texas, and the next song that we're going to do is the uh, title track from that album. That album had some significance, I think, in your life. Do you want to talk a little bit about that album before we play it? Well, I was born, I was born and lived, the, lived in Texas until I was about 12. And then our, my family moved to Mississippi, and then um, very young, I married very young and lived in Utah for, you know, all my all the years of raising my family. And uh, so music really brought me, gave me an opportunity to get back to Texas. And um, so it's an interesting full circle moment when the the music that you create brings you to places that that you never expected you would you would be back to or you would visit. And I guess the same is true with this living here with Gary now in Nashville. It's my parents live here as well. So it's so cool how when you step into your when you step into God's plan for you, I, I really feel like it takes us um places that are unexpected. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of the take me back to Texas is kind of the 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 underlying message of that title. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mr. Gary Holt, who's playing engineer today, if you can <laughs> give us "Take Me Back to Texas," we're we're excited. <laughs> Darling, you have popped the question that I have been expecting, but before I answer. I have one little request Take me back to Texas when the blue body blooms I will be the bride You can be the handsome groom We can hitch our wagon to that lone star above In a state that's as big as I love Should you take me back in autumn where the hill country rolls No Should you take me back in autumn where 
our special guest today, Mary Kay Holt. Take me back to Texas, the title track from the album of the same name. And we're having fun um, doing the sister act today with Mary Kay. Hey, welcome back, Mary Kay. <laughs> oh, thank you. I like that, the sister act. <laughs> uh, let's see. You have uh, some other fun things that have happened uh, a year ago you all kind of announced that there would be a new live um, broadcast that would be kind of added to the equestrian legacy um, list of programming. And a few weeks ago, you launched Nash West Live on Facebook. I want you to tell us about how this came about and how our listeners can find it and so forth. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a live live show, a lineup of about five to six songs, and I either invite a guest to join me or I do the so solo. So that's hard to say. The show solo, um, as I have for the last couple of weeks now, and um, I go through my catalog and just share some music. I discovered that when I sing cover songs, um, Facebook does has a copyright. A flag on that. So I've just been doing originals, and it's been really a great experience to be able to share those songs. And and um, it gives me a whole new appreciation for Gary and for the consistency of ten years of a of a live show. And um, so he and you can't really see him on the show. I haven't been able to talk him to being a guest yet. But he's going to owe both of us after today. So, <laughs> uh, but he's very much there in the background, making sure everything is okay. And um, he, just, he is just my biggest cheerleader. I, I'm not a performer who is flawless. Um, there's usually always something that happens to keep me humble, like forgetting words or or whatever. And I've learned as an entertainer, you never apologize for that. And just realize mm-hmm. that the audience is there and they know that you're human. And um, so it's, it's hard for me to do live performance because I do, I do want to be perfect and just know that I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's hard. That's hard because it's live, you know, and but I love it. Yeah. It's well, fun I to think see people tune we in. as listeners, yeah, I was going to say we as listeners or, or um, audience, we can listen to sort of the flawlessness of music uh, on a CD or an MP3 or however we're, we're having access to the music. Um, but we go, we go to watch, we go to be a live audience because not that we've, because we want to, we want to see the performer. Not that we're, not yeah. that we're looking forward to those, you know, moments of um, <laughs> slips. But, but, but really, because we want that organic, uh, authentic relationship with the performer across the lights, across the stage, uh, whether we're sitting right at your feet in an intimate house concert kind of setting or we're at a festival or something. I think, I mean, I think that's why we go to like, why we've missed it so much for the, you know, for the yeah, last definitely. couple of years. Yeah. 
Um, when you're performing um, on this, and it's, it is really um, engaging, it's quite engaging, do you, um, like last, the show that I just watched from yesterday, you uh, was very fun. You talked about your guitar. You talked about going and getting guitar strings replaced. Um, and you talked about how you tune. Um, I think, would you mind just sharing with us a little bit about what, what you shared so off the cuff yesterday <laughs> about you and your guitars? <laughs> well, the first thing about the two guitars, I have two Taylor guitars, and those poor things have been drugged around campfires, across the country. Um, I left one in a parking lot by accident once. Oh. I mean, I ran I ran over one of them by by accident once. I mean, these two guitars are workhorses. They really are. Um, and they were gifted from the International Western Music Association um, two times that I won Vocalist of the Year. And so they're very special to me. And I know a lot of artists, they, they um, have a lot of guitars. I have these two. And so mm-hmm. I am kind of wearing out. I'm wearing them out in some ways. And you do have to change your strings. And I, I, I just hate doing it. But moving from the dry west to the humid south has done a number on both of them. And so they, if the neck is not just right, they get a little bit of a buzz. So I took... I took my guitar in, the guitar, you know, the local guitar shop downtown Nashville. And it's just so funny, Bobby Jean, because there are so many talented musicians everywhere. I go in (laughs) and there's a couple of guys talking about where they're touring this weekend and with who. And um, another another person is talking about a co-write that they're working on. Then I go up to the guitar technician and and um, he's an amazing guitarist and he hands a guitar to another kid who looks like he's 18 years old who's an amazing guitarist and so I, I turn in my guitar to get it serviced and it's just the whole vibe of Nashville is so um, electrified with musicians and so it's 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 just fun he looked at my guitar and he goes yeah the neck needs adjusted talks about what kind of strings and I tuned my guitar down a full step to D instead of E. And so he knew exactly yeah, what kind of string that. for all uh-huh. that. It's just lovely. Wow. And, yeah, those guitars, I, I work them pretty hard. and They, yeah. need, some, they yeah. need some babying. <laughs> well, the next song that we want to get to is also off the Take Me Back to Texas album. And I believe we have set and ready to go. This is a great song. Wyoming Woman, Montana Man. Do you want to tell us a little something about it while Gary gets it ready to spin? (laughs) It's it's just a fun, fun song. I think you guys will like it. (laughs) Here we go. Wyoming Woman, Montana Man. Well, the hearts are turning, made this man as wise as he was old. And words don't come easy, but his eyes are the windows to his soul. His life was like a 
International Western Music Association is, and as a board member of that uh, group and very involved in um, the New Mexico chapter, we congratulate you and we are looking so forward to having so many of you with us 
in Albuquerque for our conference in November. So you all are doing all kinds of things. I think just last night you were three of you were involved in a songwriters night. Tell us a little bit about what is happening with the IWMA in Nashville. Well, we're very excited. Gary Holt, um, Gary is the president of our chapter, and he just does such a great job. He really loves all of the artists that that join and does a lot to really promote them. And we all as artists work together to help each other. Um, we look for opportunities for each other. Um, we look for artists that would be a good fit for Western music and for what um, for what we can do in Nashville to kind of shine a light on Western music. It just used to be called country Western music, and now it's just country pop, mm-hmm. which is not which is not bad. Music has an evolution for sure, but as as long as people in the world think of Nashville and, and think of a cowboy hat. What a shame to have that association without having the true mm-hmm. spirit of the West have, an, have some sort of influence in, na- in the national music scene. So Riders in the Sky mm-hmm. are members of the chapter, mm-hmm. and we're so proud of them. They are on the Grand Ole Opry stage quite often, and um, I know that they've also influenced a lot of the young musicians here that are learning the Western swing style of playing, as you can see in um, the Farmer and Adele, which are a group uh, mm-hmm. art artists that are in our chapter as well. So, you know, as a group, we're very good friends with each other, and um, we're excited to be in New Mexico and just be able to, it'll be the first time a lot of these seasoned artists will be um, at the IWMA. And so they've got some showcases, um, Friday Night Opry. Um, A lot of them, because they're professional musicians, have lined up gigs along the way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is their their livelihood, their business. And so it's so fun to see these incredible professional musicians really – really um, wanting to be a part of what Western music stands for. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know we're looking forward to the Tuesday evening of that week. Um, the New Mexico chapter has, for the last several years, we've sponsored a really wonderful um, evening at the local Best Western that's real close to Old Town Albuquerque. And um, the last couple of years, we highlighted uh, some of our youth chapter members. It's just always fun. And uh, Jim Jones, who's a very active member of our chapter, had suggested, uh, you know, why don't we take that Tuesday night and let's welcome uh, all newcomers that haven't joined us before. And let's be sure that the Tennessee chapter is well represented that evening. Um, and so I'm, I am really looking forward to that night because we'll really get to meet and mingle and you know how the conference is, it kind of gets going and you're just running from, <laughs> you know, yes. one workshop to one showcase to hit that consignment shop. I'm sure you're going to be enjoying consignment shop <laughs> shopping this year. Um, yes. But, you know, it, it's very easy to suddenly, you get to Sunday night and it's like, 
what ha- what happened? I didn't hardly, you know, get to. I didn't hardly get to see or talk to anybody for any length of time. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, last night, I think it was just last night. While we're talking about um, this, you three of you were at the Debbie Champions Writers Night at the Nashville yes. Commodore Grill. Um, looked like that was very fun, and you're all doing a lot of things like that. Yes, yes. Last night was really magical. I um, I shared the stage with uh, Mickey Furman and Tisha Hedden, mm-hmm. and I might be getting mm-hmm. their names. They have professional names. Well, Tisha, Tisha McKenna, yeah. Uh, Tisha McKenna. Furman, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got to get this straight. So, um, well, it is hard because on Facebook, when you tag them, you kind of get like their whole name instead of just a part of the name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're such dear friends that I don't know their names. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> uh, it was, it was a great set last night. It was one of those sets where you just think, oh, I just, somebody pinched me. It's just too amazing. Yeah, these two yeah. women that I shared um, the stage with, the love that they have for music as they sang, and just all those years of experience, and the quality of their voices and playing, I'm like, wow, this is just so incredible to have this level of talent that I get to sit on the stage with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's um, go ahead and um, take a listen this is from another one of your albums, Ride a Wide Circle, which was also a fantastic album. Um, this is Love's Last Stand. And you know, I'd kind of forgotten about this song until I listened last night. And I was like, oh my gosh, how could I not remember this song? Give us a little bit about it, and then we'll expect Mr. Gary Holt, engineer, to uh, put it on for us. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I sang this last night, and I sang it in the live Did show you? yesterday. It's yeah, it's a really beautiful love song, and uh, I just I thought, grow, you know, people that are above the age of forty, they need love songs that they can relate to, and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. just life beats them up, and um, mm-hmm. they become they become more aware of what real love is. And this is a song about people that that have that kind of uh, recognition in each other of something special. And, of course, with the love that I have for Gary, it, it, the song, you know, has new meaning for me as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love's Last Stand, Mary Kay Holt. He was drawn to the damaged look in your eye Like a wreck on the highway as you drive by And he saw in her a woman he'd like to ask for a dance The smile of her back and the smell of her hair Made him feel like the luckiest cowboy there And he almost hated wasting this moment Perhaps the things worth asking 
Perhaps the things worth the wait Are the things that wise men seek for And fools leave to fail Life gives us the music God sets the time
Love's Last Stand, Mary Kay Holt from her album, Ride a Wide Circle. You know, Mary Kay, um, I know you know Joe Harrington. You did a, a concert um, with him for us. Yes. And um, it's so interesting. We talked with Joe recently on another show that I do, and we kind of said, hey, what's uh, some, you know, what's some uh, wisdom to share with us for storytellers and, and poets and authors? And he said, go live life, live at large go explore, go into the landscape, go come up with your own answers for the mysteries of things like the Marfa lights, you know, go fall down, get up. You have to go and live life. That is where your stories are going to come from. And I would talk to other authors who say, read, read, read. And I think, you know, Mary Kay does both because I know you've been influenced by books that you've read and poetry that you've read but you also have been very influenced by the moments of your life. You want to, um, I guess that wasn't really a question. You want to comment on that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'd really like to start to see some of our, um, some of our musicians uh, start to record some of your music. You know, we're seeing some record Dave Stamey's music, uh, where uh, we've got some folks that have done some Joyce Woodson music, Dan McCorson music. It's like, okay, we need to have some <laughs> some folks looking at Mary Kay's songwriting and, and start to um, embrace some of these and make them their own. That's just a, if you're listening, that's just a side note from Bobby Bell. <laughs> oh, well, I would, I would love that. I It does make me feel um, a little... It does make me question my work that not much of, not much of it is covered, and so I know I I can't. That's not true. I was about to say I can't write towards um, towards everybody singing, but that I am finding now that I'm writing material that uh, here in Nashville that I think is more uni- universal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I would love that too. Yeah. Well, it's it seems cool like um, it seems it seems like a lot of the music that gets um, that is sort of covers that get replayed are are fabulous um, songwriters that aren't alive anymore. So I think it's really fun that we're see, seeing people not have to wait for Dave Stamey to you know yeah. <laughs> leave us. <laughs> um, and yes. I think it's really. You know, what a wonderful tribute if you are thinking about recording music of your contemporaries that you know and, and love and what an yes. what an honor that must be, you know, to have somebody ask, can I, may I record, um, you know. Right, definitely. A, a that would be such an honor. <laughs> well, you both are going to be on the road. Oh, my goodness. You have, you're going to be in Fort Worth, and I think you're singing yes. the national anthem, yes? Yeah, when are so you doing excited. that? Yeah. So that is next Saturday night in Fort Worth at the um, Will Rogers um, Stadium. They're having the um, Mustang makeover there, hosted mm-hmm. by the Western um, <laughs> Western Heritage Foundation. I'm messing up my Western words. Heritage. The yes, Western, uh, the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Mustang Heritage. <laughs> the word Western is not there in it. It throws me off every time. No, <laughs> no. And 
Yeah. And um, And later in the month, we also have rendezvous coming up at the Circle E Ranch, which is near Winchester, Tennessee. And so we really would love for people to come out to that event. It's the very last weekend of September. And um, on Friday night, the Friday night lineup is um, the, the the Merits are going to be singing, performing there. And then we also have Tisha McKenna and myself. And then on Saturday night, we're having a very special evening. It's a songwriter circle or songwriter session with Mm -hmm. um, Bobby Marquez, who is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, Tisha McKenna and myself. And so lots of stories and original songs. And those, those kind of concerts are just so much fun because it's, not only the singer-songwriters performing, but, you know, interacting with each other. And it's just such an intimate, fun way to hear original music. Mm-hmm. And this event is over three days, and it benefits the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Yes. And it includes, besides the things that Mary Kay has just shared, there's three days of trail riding. There's Craig Cameron's um, Extreme Cowboy Race Regional Championship. And you can get all the information um, at the Equestrian Legacy website, equestrianlegacy.net. And then you'll clearly see Rendezvous uh, 2022 uh, right there on the um, toolbar. And you can get all the information. I can't believe Mary Kay, we're at... 11.52. We're at, um, well, my time. My goodness. Okay, so let's see. I did want to ask you about hippie cowgirls. <laughs> <laughs> You've been uh, writing, you're back to kind of blogging, and you've got some hippie cowgirl fun merchandise, and I enjoyed your most one of the most recent blogs where you're sort of talking a little bit about balance. Um, tell us a little bit about where Hippie Cowgirl's coming from. Well, I, I hosted a winter retreat for women, a women's retreat. And at the end of that first retreat, I wrote my very first. I called all my girls who came Hippie Cowgirls because some of them were, you know, um, more on the hippie side and some of the girls were more cowgirls. And I just felt like it was the, the term was an endearing term for for them and for the kind of amazing women that come together around that retreat. And so these these blogs that I write are called Hello Hippie Cowgirls and it's just my really my love letter to the gals that I know have a similar heart to mine, you know, mm-hmm. um Christian mm-hmm. Christian women who just need encouragement and um because I think we see we see the world around us and sometimes we feel invisible and we all feel that. And they're just kind of an honest little to not only other women, but to myself too. I often need, I really need the messages that I, I write down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are on, those are on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Nash West live is on my Facebook page, my professional Facebook page, mm-hmm. Nash mm-hmm. West Threads, which is my, my curated store of hand-picked items, is on eBay. So if you go to eBay, you can search for my store, Nash West Threads. 
All of my albums um, and my email list are on my website, marykholt.com. And um, if you would like to come to uh, Rendezvous later this month down in Winchester, Tennessee at the Circle E Ranch, you can go to Gary's website, equestrianlegacy.net. And um, those are the best places to reach out to us on those different those different things that we're trying to reach out and do for people. And, and so we'd, we'd love to see people come out. Well, this has really been fun. Um, it's, been, it's been, it's been, I will never forget this. We'll be Mary Kay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, a, there's a gal that, no, go ahead. Say what? Poor Gary has been trying to get on to, but he just has had technical difficulties. So he is hearing all of us. He's like the DJ playing the songs in between. And so it's funny. It's, it really is a three-ring circus, this show. But I, yeah. before, we, before we go, and I know he can't, I know he can hear me but can't respond, I want to wish my wonderful husband, Gary, the happiest birthday. Um, he makes my life just a joy every day. And the sweetest, sweetest man. And so um, I know a lot of us just love him. He does a lot for people. He really Mm -hmm. cares about people and about Mustangs and about horses. Mm -hmm. So all my love to you, Gary. Happy birthday, my love. We're going to um, let this song, I think, wrap this uh, first part of today because this is uh, featuring with you, Belinda Gail, um, a gal that's near and dear to your heart and mine, and um, uh, like you, comes with the same kind of perspective on life and Christian living and a very talented gal. We're going to uh, let Get Along Little Doggies take us out from, again, the Take Me Back to Texas album. Mary Kay, what a pleasure it was to share today with you. So fun. Thank you, thank you, Bobby Jean. As I was out walking one morning for pleasure, I spied a cowpuncher all riding along. His hat was thrown back and his spurs were jingling. And as he approached, he was singing this song. Well, the Springtime, we round up them doggies, mock them and brand them and bob off their tails. Round up the horses, load up the chuck wagon, draw them old doggies up on the north trail. It's a hoop and a yelling and a driving them doggies. Oh, how they would go on. It's a hoop and a punch and go. Fortune and the mouth, for the tie I owe, get 
Go up the trails for pleasure That's where they get it most awfully wrong You haven't an idea of the trouble they give us We go out driving them doggies along Our mamas, they raised us so way down in Texas Where the gyms and weed and the sandbirds grow Now we're feeling up on prickly pear cactus So we hit the trail for Idaho right here on equestrianlegacy.net and here to kick off the show let's take a listen to Colorado Blue by Gary McMahon we'll be right back Not even in a dream 
One night by the campfire light We cooked up some rainbow trout But she left me down around Pagosa Springs With a hook still in my mouth I remember the mountains we used to ride And girl there with the sun in her hair And Colorado blue in her eyes Maybe that's the way he's supposed to celebrate his birthday, getting a break. So, <laughs> uh, maybe so. Luckily, he's he's standing by and he's able to uh, get the music played and so forth. But yes, it it does feel, you know, I'm the sidekick normally, so it it feels a little different to not to look to my left or my right and and see that I'm riding along with Gary. <laughs> but sure, I'm just so happy sure. to have you with us today. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. Just, it's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, tell us just very briefly for our listeners who are maybe tuning in for the first time, just give us a very brief um, sort of background to Backcountry Horsemen of America, and then we'll we'll talk about Trails for Tomorrow. But but first, just, just tell us a little bit about the organization. Certainly. Um, Backcountry Horsemen of America was um, – derived almost 50 years ago. We are getting ready to celebrate our 50th anniversary in 2023, and we are counting down to that. But it uh, came about because um, in in the 60s, um, increased use of the public lands started to identify um, issues with other user groups. And uh, there were four gentlemen sitting around a campfire in the flathead of Montana that had the foresight to recognize that if they didn't do something about it, then this opportunity was going to be lost. 
And so over the years, it has just um, developed then. And it started out, like I said, with four gentlemen in Montana. Um, and then they started sharing the information and eventually four states became involved. And that is when a Backcountry Horseman of America was actually founded in uh, 1973. And from that, four states, it has grown to um, 31 states now have Backcountry Horsemen organizations. And within those 31 states, we have 212 chapters. And that's local groups that work in their local areas, taking care of the lands that they enjoy, giving back to the lands that they enjoy. And within those mm -hmm. 212 chapters, we have 12,795 members are boots wow. on the ground. So, mm -hmm. and um, with, with the very narrow focus of perpetuating the use of equestrians on public lands. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah, um, so you know, 50 years in a few minutes. Well, that's a, that's a terrific uh, summary, and I love the fact that it started a conversation around a campfire. I think of all of the various things that happen around a campfire from storytelling to songwriting and um, how many how many dreams are born around a campfire. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it seems a very apropos way for this organization to um, to get started. You uh, you sent Gary and myself a very interesting article um, titled Trails for Tomorrow. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about now. And there's a statistic uh, early on that I'm just going to read, and then I'd love you to talk about uh, what this article brings up. The United States Department of Agriculture estimates that 6,000 acres of the country's open land are lost every day due to the increasing demand for urban and suburban development. That just got my attention. You want to talk a little bit about Trails for Tomorrow? Sure. And that, that statistic is quite staggering. And um, that, that's part of what I want to talk about. Th this was published in um, an Equus Extra. And for people that are, um, you know, on that email tree or have the opportunity to receive that publication, this is a very good article, but I thought what a better platform than your listening audience to be able to get that word out and encourage everyone to, you can Google, you can go to the BCHA website or whatever to read this article because it, it basically comes from, I like to say, I hear two quotes um, or statements from people that are not involved with backcountry horsemen when you go to visit or you um, are at an event or everything. And when they ask about backcountry horsemen um, and they find out what we do, um, so many times I hear, I just want to ride. 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's great. We we all want to do that, but if we don't um, take responsibility for the resources, and if we're losing that open space and trails on a daily basis, then you're not going to be able to ride. So um, that's pretty staggering when you consider that open space and trails are becoming more and more limited. So if you just want to ride, that's great, but what are you going to do to retain that option? So mm-hmm. that, that's really what this article is about is um, why the need is now and we have to act now in order Mm -hmm. to preserve that privilege of just writing. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges that comes up early in the article is um, deferred maintenance. And I thought that was quite interesting. What does that mean, deferred maintenance? Right, and and that, that kind of explains how we got to this situation. Deferred maintenance is um, work that has not been able to be accomplished on trails and public lands. And after it mounts up for whatever reason, whether it's weather events, fires, or mm-hmm. um, an unhealthy forest, uh, you know, there's a lot of disease that can get into a forest that can be devastating. And when mm-hmm. that's not the, the manpower is not there to keep those trails open, they become so um, maintenance-restricted that you just can't use them, and they become closed because they're not effective mm-hmm. or accessible. So, mm-hmm. and, and there's a number of reasons for the deferred maintenance. Number one is manpower. Uh, number two is funding. In the past, there hasn't been funding to help support all the deferred maintenance. But um, mm-hmm. th- there's, there's hope because um, that's part of what BCHA does on a national level is advocate for those budget funds for U.S. Forest Service, National Parks, uh, Bureau of Land Management, and help solidify that the funding is there to maintain the resource. Mm-hmm. Randy Rasmussen, who's often a guest with us, um, is quoted several times in this article, and he talks about the wildfires occurring at such a cataclysmic rate. It's almost impossible for volunteers in the Forest Service to keep up. And here in New Mexico, I know we've had huge areas so impacted by fire and then impacted by heavy rains. Um, and I know that's, that's true for so much of the West. It felt that when I read that, it felt like it was really striking so close to home. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. And, and that, that goes right along with the changing needs um, where the trails and open lands are concerned. Um, you know, even even light maintenance uh, can be such a devastating task when it's over 
thousands of acres and multiple miles of trails. So it really takes um, planning and relationships to accomplish. And, and, and then the, just the use, you know, um, like we were talking, I started the conversation with in the 60s, you know, it became outdoor recreation was becoming to the forefront and the needs were there then. Well, that surge is occurring again because of the pandemic and all of the things attached to that. Outdoor recreation has seen a heightened, you know, use. And uh, with heightened use becomes heightened obstacles with the maintenance, um, overuse, you know, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought overuse, that was interesting to me. I hadn't given that much thought. But with so many uh, people, as you're saying, using the trails and not all equestrians, as we know, the trails are are used by everybody, pedestrian, you know, hikers and bikers and, you know, anybody that's out and you have so many more people um, that that also has an impact um, definitely on the trail. Let's, um, uh, let's, let's take a one quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what can we do? Uh, how can we participate? Um, in the meantime, um, Gary, if you're listening, how about Spirit Rider by Bren Hill? Well, I know you can't imagine Riding on Carrying on this ranch On your own now the winds of change are blowing, winter's setting in, and you look like you have lost your best friend. Feeling like the good times are all gone. Wonder if it's time for moving on. Close to you 
his head and running. Brother, don't ever ask why. I'm the angel on your shoulders. I'll be riding alongside you. You will always be my brother. Now I'm your spirit riding. Spirit Spirit Rider by our good friend Bren Hill, and we're talking with Sherry Copeland of Backcountry Horsemen of America, and we're talking about what can we do to help keep our trails open. Um, so, Sherry, again, this is a fabulous article um, about uh, tomorrow's trails, and what are some things that we can do to uh, help this situation keep our trails open? Sure. You know, I told you that there were two statements that I hear often. The first was, um, I just want to ride. Well, the second one I hear so many times is, you guys ought to. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so that, that brings me to kind of what, what can we do? What can you do? You know, if, if you're out there, um, volunteer. You know, every little bit helps. It doesn't have to be, you know, going out and removing logs from the trails or weed eating. It can be, um, you know, some volunteer to write an article for a local publication or, you know, something like that. That The volunteer opportunities are wide and varied. But just find something to volunteer to do and become an ambassador um you know be a good example uh share your information and it's amazing what um one person to another can actually accomplish you know we're all on our horses and so we have that in common you know there is that connection and the goal and have discussions with other user groups, you know, um, keep the, those lines of communications open, whether it's with other users, whether it's with land managers, you know, don't wait until there is an issue. You know, get those connections early on. I, I like to use the um, example, um, let's be on offense. Let's not always be doing mm-hmm. defense. Let, let's mm-hmm. be on offense on what we can and should be doing. And, and that is really um, the, the main answer to you guys oughta, whatever, is, well, you know, the hands of many make the work light. And that's really, it's and, everyone's responsibility. And there's really no age um a barrier to getting involved. I mean, um, if if you're a teenager and you love social media and you are an advocate for this, you know, um, you could certainly get involved in some of the things that Sherry's saying about writing articles or or posting, right? All of these things you could yes, do at indeed. any age. Just about. 
and 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 that's why we need our youth and and we've kind of redefined what youth means in the equestrian world it, it's no longer you know uh, 12 and under is youth we're looking at young adults uh, young families that's the youth of the recreation equestrian world now and yes there is a need and a definite place for everyone and we yeah. we like to be um, good stewards and good friends and and that's that's a pretty broad <laughs> encompassing term <laughs> but it, it it truly is what's needed in order to protect this resource for the next generation right um, Sherry, how can people find out more information? Uh, where should they go uh, to learn more about um, the organization as well as um, the things we're talking about today? Where can they go? Right, bcha.org, and that will get you started. Um, you can also, on, on Facebook, um, just go up and search Backcountry Horsemen, and it will bring up Backcountry Horsemen not only of America, but across the United States, and you can actually see and experience what the states and chapters and members, those boots-on-the-ground members, what they're doing out there, because we like to share. And uh, Facebook is, is a good platform for sharing. Uh, social media is, um, I, I like to see the positive influence on social media with the uh, mm -hmm. examples and projects that are doing, you know, anywhere from youth clinics to uh, building a bridge, you know, uh, in, in the backcountry. And it, it is really um, refreshing to see some of these and uh, know that in some way of what you're doing, you know, while you may not be there at that project with what you can do, you are a part of the big picture. Well, Sherry Copeland, thank you so much for being with us today on the September 1st uh, issue of uh, <laughs> Saddle Up America. Uh, we sure look forward to this. Gary and I both do um, the first Thursday of every month, and I know that uh, we'll have something very interesting to chat about uh, next month as well. So thank you for being with us, and um, we'll catch up with you down the trail. And let's thank see. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. This was fun to chat with you today. <laughs> yes, I, th I think we did okay. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. So to our worldwide listeners, whether you're listening live right now or you catch this on um, podcast on any of the major streaming platforms, on behalf of our host who's having a birthday today, Gary Holt, I just want to say Thank you for listening to this broadcast. Thank you for supporting our musician guests um, with listening to their work, to perhaps buying their albums. Thank you for supporting our um, different organizations that we highlight on uh, Saddle Up America. Um, thank you for your interest in the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Uh, we just thank you for coming along and riding with us every week. And to Mr. Holt, 
Happy birthday, Pard, and let's wrap today's show with Happy Trails, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, and we'll see you next week. Happy Trails to you Until Trails to you Till we meet